Hello and welcome to the Allegro Podcast, the podcast where you will be able to hear from your favorite athletes around the world. Happy New Year. It's great to be back. There are going to be a lot of episodes coming soon. If you want anyone specifically to be on the podcast, feel free to DM the podcast Instagram account at Allegro Podcast. In today's episode, I talk to Fod Nasser. Fod is currently a junior at Princeton University. Fod has some incredible running accomplishments, including competing at the Foot Locker National Championship and placing 18th. He has also achieved many wins at the county, state, sectional, and state group levels. Some of Fod's personal bests include a 156 for 800 meters, 414 for 1600 meters, and 2442 for 8K. It was great talking to Fod, and I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Allegro. Allegro. All right. Hey, Fod. Thank you so much for joining me today. To start off this episode, can you please introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you started uh, your journey with the running? All right. Um, yeah. Thank you so first and foremost for having me here today. Um, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Fod Nasser. I'm current junior um, attending Princeton University, participating in both the men's track and field and cross country uh, varsity programs. And yeah, my, my history with running um, is kind of like the unusual route. Uh, I didn't really have a traditional, I would say, experience where, you know, it was introduced to me very young. I kind of just figured it out um, as I advanced, um, you know, early, early education with like middle school. Um, not really was curious about it up until high school. Um, so running was just something that I never really expected to, to do um uh, in high school it kind of came out of the blue um I first had my eyes set out uh, on basketball um I came in thinking that I'd be able to you know take over the whole high school program um with basketball you know be be, be the front face of the team and um, that's what I had my eyes set on um ever since I left uh, middle school and um you know coming in early on um I realized that you know <laughs> it wasn't exactly what I what I thought it would be on basketball, of course, it was very hard. Um, I, although I, I was a huge fan of it in my earlier years, I realized that there needed to be, of course, a commitment. Um, and that goes with anything you do um, that like to, to advance and to really excel, um, you know, at a high school um, athletic varsity program. Um, so, you know, I came in as a freshman. I had my heart set out on playing basketball. And the first season, I wouldn't say it was a disappointment, but it was a learning experience. Um, you know, I dipped my feet into waters that I didn't think I would be able to, um, getting chance to, to be a part of the, you know, the junior varsity program, as well as getting some, some opportunity in the varsity programs. Um, you know, I just kind of learned that I had to work hard. Um, dedication was what it was needed to, to be good in anything. And, um, it, it really just, uh, it set the, it set the conversation up for me and I knew what I was about. Um, and, uh, I was still very curious, very open to new opportunities, new, uh, open to new learning experiences. So I was actually in a conversation with my coach, um, with the basketball team and this was freshman year. So I didn't really know, um, much about high school sports itself. Um, and he had asked me, um, you know, what do you like, um, you know, coming into basketball, was there any other sport 
that you were probably interested in. And me being, you know, just as, as a kid I was, I told them straight up, like, I only like basketball. Um, didn't really have an interest, didn't really have my heart set, set for any other sport. And um, that's when, you know, he recognized my talent um, and he just recognized my willingness to, to work hard. He saw me working hard and he actually suggested um, to hop into the spring track season in the, in the spring season. So it starts from, I believe, March, uh, April, May and then June um, for the high school season. And um, he said, like, he saw speed in me uh, on the court, which he really didn't see from a lot of other players. And he suggested I drew it. And immediately I was kind of starstruck. I was like, wow, you're telling me to do track? Like, I, I've never considered this in my life. Um, I always just, like, was never was never aware that such a sport could actually, like, be a part of, you know, a high school. Like, I'd always associated Usain Bolt, the top of the top, um, you know, athletes performing. And when he said track, I, I truly was was in, in, in amazed. Um, and, you know, me being freshman, being open minded, I decided to give it a shot. So he put me in co contact with my coach um, and me and my coach, uh, like the running coach, um, just kind of introduced ourselves. Um, and I started off from there, like straight freshman year, spring season we're talking about. So no cross, no indoor. And I just kind of jumped right into the spring season. Um, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know where I was, didn't know even know anyone on the team. And, you know, day in and day out, and just lacing my sneakers, getting right on the bus, running as hard as I could, coming back and doing it all over again. And every step of the way, I just continue telling myself, yeah, man, it's it's kind of this kind of sucks. <laughs> like in the beginning, I was not I was not happy I was doing this. Um, but I kind of saw some light in it. I don't know what it was, but it just kept on making me go and go and go. So I could have been like one of the other freshmen that just kind of wanted to do this temporary and then decided it wasn't for me. But while I did join, you know, just like with the start of any season, a lot of people, you know, they're on the team. And as it progresses, you know, slowly they realize this is not for them. Um, they changed their mind. Um, but I just I kept on going. And um, so that's kind of what I'm about. Like when I start something, I usually like to finish it. So I told myself, you know, let me get the full experience, the full spring uh, track season experience for for my freshman year and that's when I decided to just you know keep going and I ended up really really liking it um, made some really nice friends uh, I broke five um, in like my third race a lot of the guys were really really hyped about that and I was just you know I again I wasn't really doing it for for like you know the hype I wasn't doing it for um, you know I didn't have any idea that this could be like a, <laughs> a route to college or you know scholarships or anything like that I just went with the mentality that, you know, let me finish what I started. Let me check what this is about and see if this is, you know, for me. Um, so that, sp that spring season was actually really successful. I learned a lot about myself and it motivated me to continue forth, um, continue it for, for the summer. And, um, you know, I started gaining more and more confidence, uh, built a lot more networks, built a lot more friends. Um, and I was, you know, I, I can say up until sophomore, end of sophomore year, um, sorry, not beginning of sophomore year is when I had a, a rough understanding of the expectations, the commitments, um, what this is about. And, you know, I kept moving forward. Uh, that cross country season, I had a really good experience as well, um, running, making new friends. And um, I guess from there, once I was a sophomore, um, a sophomore uh, in, in the cross country season, I realized that this was something that I wanted to do. Uh, for four years, um, uh, or at least like the rest of my high school experience. So 
I would say that was like the earliest part of my running experience. Um, that's kind of what built the foundation, built the, built, you know, the community around me. I was built, able to build a, a good network with my friends, good, good relationship with my coach. And um, I realized and at that moment that I would be there um, to continue um, running uh, in a McNair jersey for the rest of my rest of my high school career. Nice, nice. Yeah, wow, that's that's really interesting. Do you feel like um, any of your like basketball skills, whether they be mental or physical, translated to uh, cross country and track? And how do you feel like those skills helped you uh, to excel in the sport? Yeah, the good question. So, um, when I was actually a sophomore, that sophomore's um indoor season, um, that was probably like one of the biggest decisions I made uh, in high school. Um, where I was, of course, I saw a lot of success um in in high in the uh, track, um, you know, from the spring season and then when cross country season, you know, I was the first guy, um, and I I really enjoyed it. And at that moment, you know, I kind of um, you know, although my coach did tell me. Um, you know, I had speed originally last year. Um, he was really looking forward to me joining the team again um, and committing to, you know, indoor season of basketball. While on the other hand, you know, my coach, my track coach and my, my um, teammates were, uh, were also trying to persuade me to do indoor track. So I had a decision to make and, um, you know, I let it get to me that I should only, you know, make the decision based on myself, shouldn't listen to my coach. Like, yeah, they can help influence me, um, help guide my decision. But I actually ended up doing basketball for another season, um, my sophomore indoor season. And um, again, uh, you know, I didn't want anyone to be like persuading of my decision. I thought it would just be like, let me give this one more shot to see if like my my long destination, my long dream of being like a star basketball player would actually work out. Um, So I ended up doing that. And um, while I did have, of course, two seasons of running um, uh, put under my legs already, on that basketball season, it helped me out like incredibly. And, um, you know, vice versa, like basketball, having another season of basketball helped me out a lot in the spring season. So in indoors, we did a lot of, I guess, um, more of agility stuff, um, you know, on the court where we kind of lack that in cross country. You know, you're only just running straight. Um, but in basketball, it's forcing you to move in all different directions. Um, I guess the strength training part also really helped out. Um, we were hitting like, you know, the weight room, like once or twice a week. Um, and overall, just, you know, general fitness, like basketball comes with a certain level of, uh, I guess, um, impact um, that you have on the court and you have to have coordination, um, you know, not just legs down, you know, to everything up. Um, you have to be, you know, having having fit awareness, your reflexes need to be sharp. Um, and I think that uh, translating forward when I was able to, you know, practice those skills um, in basketball season and move forward until the outdoor season, you know, you really just see more strength, um, you know, when you're running. Um, I guess my running economy was just much different. Um, it felt easier to run. Um, even I was surprised after taking such a long time off, um, not running for, I guess, two, three months. And, um, you know, with my posture and I guess the strength training and, and the ability to just move, um, you know, in ways that, you know, you, you kind of didn't, you don't really exercise on, on a daily basis when you're a track and, and cross country athlete. So all of that just added to, I guess, the strength, um, strength aspect. And, um, you know, I saw incredible success um, that sophomore spring as well. Um, I ran 427. So I PR'd um, by almost, I think, 30 seconds um, in just a couple of matter of weeks. Um, and I believe that if I didn't have done, if I didn't do basketball, I would have probably been in a much deeper, um, deeper situation. 
Um, and, uh, you know, that was accomplished, I guess, I think two months of training. Um, but, you know, regardless, like those skills that I learned in basketball, you know, the strength part of it and the reflexes, I think helped me a lot um, moving forward, um, you know, spring uh, of sophomore season and even beyond because, you know, I still play basketball here and here and there. Um, of course, just got to be careful. <laughs> Don't play like, you know, like crazy, but, you know, yeah. moving forward, like it always helps. I'm adding with the, like the daily routine of a, of a runner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So mm-hmm. since we're talking about the similarities and like the parallels between running and basketball, I'm just curious on what your take is on like the whole debate, whether track is a team sport or a, like an individual sport, because I definitely believe that uh, like, even though people say track and field is entirely an individual sport, I definitely believe that there's a team component to it, along with there being that individual aspect. So when you were making that decision, were you treating track as an individual sport and basketball as a team sport or both as team sports? Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, my freshman year, again, like, you know, when I first was put on to the, you know, the team, the basketball team and everything, the team mentality and, you know, this was echoed through with the coach, like, you know, almost every single day I practice. You know, he continuously fostered a team mentality. Um, and that was really drilled right into us. Like there was no question. Like we were basically like we were we were so like in depth with that with that idea of the team mentality that, you know, it was all for one and one for all, basically. Um, and I remember this because uh, unfortunately there'd be times where, you know, we'd all line up to do suicides, which is basically, you know, running from one end of the, one end of the court to the other in a certain amount of time and you know if we all did it we'd be good we'd be able to continue our practice but if all but one failed we'd have to redo it um and i remember like as a freshman i just didn't understand why is this possible like why is he making us do like i was able to get it in 27 seconds why do i have to do it again for someone else that's taking like you know 30 seconds um and we just kept on doing that every single day day in and day out um and then that's when i realized like you know like you're only as strong as the people around you and um and especially in basketball it's such a team atmosphere such a team oriented sport um you can only be as strong as your weakest link so we really focused on that um we really just you know pounded that in every single day in practice and that's when i understood you know to be good you have to be you have to be team player you have to be smart you have to be capable communicate with all your teammates and and, and work towards a common goal so for basketball as far as i know like i was very in that mindset i was very in that team mentality um, and then transitioning to track, you know, there are arguments, of course, where at the end of the day, it's your legs that are doing the work, you know, like you're crossing the finish line. Um, and it's truly up to you to make what you want to do out of the sport. It's, it's individual, in my opinion, at the end of the day. But you can only be, again, as good as, as your weakest link, you know, like you have to push everyone else at practice. You have to take a step and you have to be able to, you know, show leadership show those qualities and just work with everyone else around the team because ultimately everyone wants to win and everyone wants to move towards a common goal. So I would say when it came down to, I guess, the championship seasons, um, for me more individually, I kind of had to foster, you know, just an individual mentality. But throughout the season, every single meet where all, you know, everyone from McNair was able to run and compete, it really was a team mentality. You know, we were all cheering for each other um, in practices, we'd all hype each other up. We really worked together. Um, you know, if anyone was struggling, we made sure that, you know, he was trying his best. Um, we did a lot of team stuff too. And at the end of the day, we, we did win a couple of championships. 
Um, we won our county championship by, I think, um, we actually tied um, my sophomore year. And then uh, we won a sectional title and a group title as well um, my, my junior year. Um, so, like, you know, with that, you know, everyone had to contribute. You know, there's not one person does it all. Um, so in that, in that sense, you know, everything that doesn't practice, you are working as a team. And, you know, again, like it is individual at the end of the day, like you, you are running, you, it is you that's going to, that's going to cross the line. It's only going to see your name, but at the, at the, again, you are representing the team. You are representing your seven man army in cross country. And, um, that's why I think like, I at least did a great job of maintaining, you know, that team atmosphere, that team mentality. Um, even when I transitioned to to track and field. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. I like I, I definitely think that like the team like really just like makes the whole running experience much more special because like even if you see in like the professional world, like Tin Man Elite, Bowerman Track Club, like they could be all be training alone, but like they choose to run as a team because uh, they feel like that can like strengthen and make their uh, like running career that much stronger. But yeah, like you said, a lot of the time it is running solo, running those miles alone. But whenever we do get the opportunity to race and run with our teammates, it's amazing, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, even today, like I still like, like I still resonate with that, you know, team mentality. You know, I have friends that I go to different colleges um, and I'm still running with them. You know, we're still pushing each other. We're still training. We're having a good time at the end of the day. And that's what really matters. Um, and, you know, it's just like everyone wants to cheat everyone wants to see each other win. Like we're all in this together. So I think like, regardless, you know, whatever jersey you wear or wherever you come from, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's such a unifying thing. Like track really is such a unifying sport. Um, bringing everyone and anything together, basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so just transitioning yeah. out of that topic a little bit, uh, in general, throughout your running career, um, what do you consider to be your greatest running accomplishment? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, um this could probably have to be in high school um so as of course like as i mentioned you know i i did um track as a freshman um continued it doing sophomore year and uh, i would say junior year was kind of like the biggest year for me um not achievement wise but kind of like realization um like i i was able to finally see like what what a good high school runner can accomplish um and uh this was of course it was everything was still kind of new to me like junior year um I didn't again I didn't have my heart set out you know to go to top school for for running um I didn't have my heart set out on a scholarship or anything I again was still doing it just to do it um and you know trying to be good at it I'm starting to fall in love with the sport um so junior year you know um I had a I had an opportunity to to attend my first ever meet of champs and um this was actually really really crazy because um you know me as a freshman i didn't even go past county championships i had no idea that there would be you know state sectionals groups and then even nationals um and uh junior year was the first year where i realized that you know if you do stick at it you you work hard you can actually be like those top guys um that are crossing you know the line at media champs and all that stuff so junior year that summer, I would say it was really successful. Um, I was able to run, you know, every day, got my training in. And um, that cross country season, um, I was a first man again for my team, um, doing really good at the counties. And then that was my first experience with like any postseason um, championships. So at cross country sectionals, I believe I came um, 
yeah, cross country sectionals, I came first, and then groups, I came ninth. Um, and then uh, meet of champs, I came 53rd. And I remember um, how I felt, um, you know, when I saw Elliot Gindy, you know, Ray Rivera, all the really, really good people um, at our at our at our state back then. And you know, I was just like, man, like I came 53rd, and like I don't even know if it, I think it was 56 or something like that. And I was like, man, I really want to be like those top runners. Um, and that's when I kind of was locked in for like at least that year. Um, so I like from then on, like I just kept working really, really hard. Um, Although I did have some more titles, like I'd say in, in, indoors, um, we won the counties. Um, and sorry, we didn't win the counties. We won the sectionals. And uh, we also won our first group title as a team. Um, we kept advancing. And I got a chance to, to run at nationals my junior year. We ran for the for the DMR team. Um, we ran 10-20, so we advanced. Um, and I was starting to realize, like, you know, like, this is, this is, this is what it's about. You, know, you work hard and you're able to, like, you know, celebrate and be it, you know, at these crazy, crazy championship events that you never would have the opportunity to do so. So um, just moving forward, um, that junior year is what really made me hungry and what opened the eyes up for me to see what, again, what, what a track and field um, high school runner could potentially do. So that summer, I would say, uh, uh, leading up to my senior year, um, that was like, you know, I was so locked in every single day, just working really, really hard. And that cross country season was by far the biggest achievement, um, biggest um, success that I had in high school. So my senior year, you know, week after week, um, I was winning like every race. Um, and, you know, at, at, again, every single time um, I was winning, you know, just kept getting better and better and better. Um, and then at that same meet of champions, you know, meet of champions 2017, um, where I was 56 just a year ago, uh, I ended up being third. And um, this was like such an incredible moment. Um, I remember, um, you know, my whole high school team was there. Um, my coach was really, really proud of me. And, um, you know, I was the first runner um, to medal, I think, top 10 from Hudson County. Um, and this was a huge accomplishment. Again, you know, celebrating with my whole team who helped me, who had faith in me, who brought me up to this, to this, to this uh, stage. And, um, you know, moving forward from that, uh, I would say that period from, you know, meet of champs, to running at regionals and placing top 10 to cross country nationals placing 18th was probably the greatest stretch of running that I've had. Um, probably still to this day, um, uh, like just, you know, just a success of happiness, um, just kicking ass every week. And um, that, that, that moment where I was able to qualify for a full locker race in San Diego was, I think like the, the exclamation, the exclamation point. And um, that probably was probably like, my biggest achievement um to this day and you know it was just a really really great crazy opportunity crazy experience um that made me realize you know so much hard work came into this from freshman year and now like i'm actually i'm actually here <laughs> so that that probably was it um there's definitely more um you know exciting events but i think that that one in particular just encapsulated it all like that was what my high school experience um was about and that's what i'll continue to tell everyone um, you know, whenever they do ask, yo, what did you do in high school? And I was like, yeah, I went to full locker. Um, I, I finished, uh, 17th, um, at the national championships. Yeah. Yeah. I remember during that, like MOC race, I was like the cross country one where you got third. I remember watching yeah. like the finish line video and all the commentators were so hyped. They're like yelling your name. They're like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was actually crazy too. Cause just tonight, like, I don't know. It was like two nights before. Um, you know, they had come out with rankings and stuff on Mosplit. 
And, you know, I, I didn't, I don't really like let rankings get to me and stuff. Like, I just think that, you know, it's, again, it's anyone's race. Those are just predictions by people who think that they're really good at the sport. Um, so like, I didn't, I didn't really like mind it, but I remember seeing that, you know, the first guy had me at like seventh and then the second guy had me like at ninth and then the third guy hadn't ra- ranked me in top 10. So I'm like, Oh, okay, let's see, let's see how this goes. Um, and you know, it was just really, really funny just seeing like, you know, all that hype leading up to me to champs. And, you know, when I told the line, like, you know, all of that kind of just went away. Um, I wasn't nervous or anything, but it was just like, oh, that, that week was really, really fun. I remember, I remember like, it was really exciting just to, just to be throughout that process. Yeah. And just like Homedale mm-hmm. Park, like the, when you're running down that final straightaway, it's just like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. There's nothing like it, man. Like, you know, I've been in college races like that too, but I remember high school, like, it was nothing like that long, like 200 meters where you think you're done, but you, you're not like you come on yeah. out from the hill and you, you just you think you're done, but there's actually still a long way to go. Um, so that was a really, really fun experience. Yeah, nice. So like, do you prefer cross country or track? Yeah, this is, this is like a no brainer. I love cross country. Um, like, you know, when I did join the sport, like I did join in the track season um but you know it wasn't up until that cross country season where i would probably say that this is what i what it's about you know like and also like it was funny too because every single season in cross country i felt so like 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 i felt so much more i guess like i don't know it's just a weird experience because when soon as track came around you know the bus was not as fun um like training became more of like very individual like not individual meaning like there would be pockets of training. Um, so like, you know, you only have like three or four guys running within like your, your limit. Um, and you know, guys like we were still cool as a family and stuff, but like that cross country bond was just something different. Like we had 20 guys on the bus, um, you know, just all running together. Um, but like, you know, a lot of them did part ways, you know, in indoors and outdoors, they didn't continue running. They just did it for cross country. Some of them. So like, just that that family in cross country really made me like realize like cross country is just so much better. And I really just like the landscape running too. Um, you know, yeah. like running in circles is cool, but running outside, you know, in forests through like anything, the scenery and stuff, um, just, just kind of made me like really, really like the sport more. And, um, that's just kind of my take on it. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. The training is like, I would say it's equal. Uh, it depends on like kind of what your cycles are, but, the training in cross country, I just found it to be better because, you know, you are outside more um, and you do get like the true sense of nature um, and you get to exercise that, you know, right when you're racing. You know, Homedale Park to me is like, like there's nothing that can match that um, in terms of a track, you know, like I, I just really liked, really, really like cross country. Um, so I think that's when that, that one's a no brainer um, for me, at least. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, for me, definitely cross country. Yeah, I agree, like, both, like, with the landscape thing and, like, being able to, like, run with, like, the entire, like, distance team. Because, like, like you said, like, a lot of people choose not to do indoor and outdoor tracks. Yeah. Having that, like, like, team environment that cross country has that, like, it just, like, I think there's nothing that can compare to that. But I definitely, like, track is, like, don't get me wrong. I really like track as well. But, like, cross country definitely has to be the favorite for me yeah yeah i mean and that's that's just in terms of like you know me as like an athlete but like there are of course perks to you know track like i would probably watch a track race instead of a cross country race just because it's super long 
um like you know a mile race still on the track is way more exciting to watch and, and you know to to just be around um versus cross country but you know that when you're in the process of you know cross country it's just really fun and you never know what you really miss you know until it passes you know like in indoors i remember always getting woes and being down every single time that you know cross country is over and always just looking back and telling all my teammates like man like this sucks. <laughs> like we like indoor of like all the other guys on our team were super hyped because, you know, they didn't do anything cross country. They were probably playing like soccer, just training really hard for indoors. So for them, it was like an opportunity to finally like, you know, race and stuff. But for us, we were just always like, you know, nostalgia about what we had done in, in cross country and just like what that time was about. Um, but then it got better, you know, of course, outdoor seasons when we were able to go outside again. Yeah, for some reason, I, like, really, really like indoors. Like, I don't know why. Like, like I obviously like outdoor and cross-country, like I said. But, like, indoors, just, like, the atmosphere of it all. Like, going to that 200-meter university track and then walking up to the track and competing with all the other athletes is just honestly so fun. Yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, like like to this day like i always had mixed feelings about indoors like you know it is great you're still getting training um you know during that winter block but like i think that for me it never worked out um you know like i did have success like running indoors you know meet a champs and all that stuff but i think that it just never worked out for me partly because you know we did run in the bubble um tom's river which was like probably one of the most probably one of the worst tracks you'll ever have to run in in your lifetime um and uh like i just kind of like it never it never really did it for me um and yeah like i i just i'm more of an outdoor guy um i hated doing indoor track workouts too like i would always tell my coach yo can we go to the park even if it's like 30 40 degrees like we'll just spend extra time warming up but i just i wasn't really a fan of indoors um but you know to each their own <laughs> you know if you still like running you're still liking running you know it's just it just these minute differences that puts indoors runners, you know, above outdoor yeah. runners, like what what people like in terms of preferences and stuff. Yeah. So so being like a New Jersey runner uh, throughout your entire career, both at McNair and now at Princeton, I'm curious what what do you uh, what's your favorite New Jersey cross country course? Um. So like you're talking like in high school or college? Uh, let's say high school. Yeah, I'll probably just stick to high school because, I mean, in college, like, we only really ran at, like, our own course, which is, like, Princeton Fields. Um, so, like, that one's the AK course. So, I, I'll just, like, speak I'll speak on um, high school courses. Um, so, I actually, like, I would say it would be, hmm, let me think. Um, okay, yeah. So, although, like, Homedale pr- pretty much was, like, you know, the most exciting um it's the most obvious like it's it's like the season capper you know like at the very end you're running down many champs like you know and, and at groups and sectionals um i wouldn't particularly say it's my favorite it's probably my most memorable um like you know having the most memories there and just like being being like you know in media champs experiences and, and winning states um uh i think that my favorite course actually must have been um our county course um and that was in bayonne park actually um so like of course like this is a county course so not a lot of people have ran this only kids in 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 hudson so north hudson and south hudson but i just really like this course because like we train in it um you know every single day and you know it was such a it was like a community course like you know there's people walking their dogs and stuff like that there was nothing really like super special about it 
but some of the memories that I remember having, um, like especially like the rivalries that we had within our county, um, just made it really, really like exciting to watch and just to be a part of. I remember um, like, you know, being a freshman and being a sophomore, having that first chance to like run counties at, um, at um, sorry, at, yeah, at, at the course um, and, and, you know, placing top 10 as a sophomore. It just kind of made me feel like, wow, like I'm top 10, you know, this is awesome. And then winning it, you know, junior year and senior year was just like really, really exciting because, you you know, you train there every single day. So I basically called it like my home court. Um, and um, I would say that was probably my most favorite, favorite course, especially senior year when, you know, I realized that this was the last time I was basically racing on this course, but yet training on it like every single day. Um, really good memories there. Uh, I met some really cool friends. Um a lot of folks um, from, you know, the county um, came out to watch the races where they wouldn't have, you know, if it was at Homedale, just because, you know, it's not home court. It's kind of farther um, to get to Homedale to watch uh, Media Champs and all that stuff. But, yeah, I would I would say my home course uh, of Bayonne Park was probably my favorite course. Yeah, I'd have to say the same for my home course. Uh, I think your sectional course, too, Greystone Park. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good too. But I, I kind of wasn't a fan once they changed the course senior year. Um, I actually liked it better when it was in my junior and sophomore year. Yeah, I've never run the old course except for like charity five Ks, but I really like the new course. Yeah, yeah, the new course it was cool though because I mean like it was um like I guess it went through the park in more areas. Like the first course you had to loop. Yeah. Um yeah and the ending wasn't as cool like the ending was kind of like lame but like the new course like the ending was pretty cool because it was like a a large like you know um like a u-turn basically like you're you're running down and you kind of make the turn and you run straight um but i don't know i just wasn't a fan (laughs) i didn't i didn't spend that much time um at sectionals i would say at least to like make it my favorite um so that's just that's just kind of my take on it yeah but like no, I can definitely see that perspective. It just like I run there like every day during the summer and stuff like that. Like you said, yeah. park for you. So it's like, yeah, just got so used to it. And like, just like the, it's like our home course. We have our dual meets there. We have our uh, yeah. conference championships, um, county championships, and sectionals. So pretty much like the majority of the season there. So like, mm-hmm. I've just grown to really like the course yeah yeah for sure yeah like i think there's something special about you know the place where you train and then being on top of that racing like you know in that place that you train like we also trained at like some other park it was lincoln park but you know racing there was like it was horrible like i i didn't even like training there so i would say like for that that's why it really would be my favorite course um but you know on the other hand we did train at two parks so the other one for sure um had better memories um and just better opportunities to to shine um, you know, and show people, yeah, like, you know, I'm practicing every day, I'm working hard, and come race day, this is what I'm about. Yeah. What, what about uh yeah. favorite New Jersey place to run in general, not necessarily like a racing place? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, me being a city guy, like, you know, growing up in Jersey City, like, we never went outside to run like that. Like, we always did city runs. Um, We had a, a park, uh, I'm sure you know this park, uh, Liberty State Park. Um, it's right across, um, you know, the Hudson River. Um, and yeah. this would be like our bread and butter. Like we just run there every single day. If it wasn't for the other two parks, those so Bayonne Park and Lincoln Park. And mind you, these parks, they're not like the big parks that we see, you know, in Central Jersey, South Jersey. Like there's still like residential parks. So like, you know, a, a circle around the park would be like 1.2 miles. 
um, nothing huge, nothing fancy, nothing amazing. And um, we would just continuously do loops and loops and loops. Like we were so like programmed to do loops and not get bored just because like it was Jersey City. I mean, we don't want to run on like the sidewalks and stuff. So like run like anything, any any moment that we got to run outside, we'd be super, super happy. We'd be like, yes, like we're finally going outside. So I remember like our coach to do like something special. He would organize buses, you know, on Saturdays when we wouldn't race just to get a cool long run in. So we'd go down to Rutgers towpath, um, which is basically like it was like a five and a half mile stretch um, out and back. And we'd get to do that sometimes. And, you know, we'd be so excited. We'd be like, yo, like, this is actually what running is about. Like, we can actually be outside and not have to run, like, at our shitty, like, park every single day. Um, So we'd be super hype, like, super hype. Because if it wasn't for that, we'd be doing, like, 12, um, possibly, like, 12 loops, like, at our, at our park. Like, we don't want to do that. We hated that. Um, But, you know, having a chance to do that was just so, so fun. And, um, you know, our coach would bring us donuts and bagels and everything. Like, it was just a really, really, like, fun, fun Saturday um and uh we did we did go to the Rutgers towpath um we also went to um Homedale Park once we just did a long run there but I remember the favorite was Manasquan um because like when we went to Manasquan Reservoir like like we did have our longest runs there like I remember in cross country I did like 14 miles um and you know just the scenery was probably the best um it was better than the towpath uh it was better than um Homedale Park just because we saw Homedale Park already we kind of knew what we were expecting um and you know just crushing miles like you know that circle like a five mile circle um and having our coach you know be right behind us like biking um listening to music seeing so many joggers out there you know in the Manasquan community really was the best um long run that I had and um you know once we all once once our guys got licenses and stuff um senior year we went there quite a few times too just to get long runs you know on Saturdays and Sundays um, so I think like Manasquan for sure is my favorite place to run. Um, I really wish I could run there more. Um, but, uh, just from that, you know, those are few experiences in high school and even in college, you know, I still continue to go back there. Um, I think that there's always, it's just a beautiful run, like, you know, from start to finish every single time I'm there. So I'd probably go with Manasquan. Yeah. I still haven't run there actually, but I see that place all the time oh, on wow. Strava. So I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really nice. Like, like it's perfect for like you know a, a long run. Um, it's perfect for a tempo. Like, I really like tempos there. I remember doing a tempo there one, like, like a like a tempo, but then kind of cooling it down, so still like having like total long run mileage. Um, but yeah, it's really, really fun. Definitely go there with the you know a couple of buddies. Um, because I haven't I haven't ran there alone. I always go with people, so I'm trying to keep it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah, really cool time. Yeah. So just just to mm-hmm. change the topic a bit, um, like shifting away from the New Jersey stuff, uh, in general, like in regards to training, what has been your favorite workout? Okay. <laughs> so um, like high school training or, or college training? Up to you. All right. I'll give you a little bit of both. So like in high school, um, I was like, I wouldn't say I was a high mileage guy. I was like a low mileage guy. Um, so I only did like around 40 to 50 miles. Um, I think like senior year, I got up to like 55. Um, and, uh, like a lot of our work, like we, we structured our workouts in high school. So it would be, you know, Sunday long run, um, Monday depends on how we're feeling. Um, we do the workout on Monday and then we do recovery Tuesday. Or if we were really feeling like tired from the race on Sunday, I mean, on the race on Saturday, we do a recovery on Monday and then workout Tuesday. So more, more like 
we we followed the format of you know Monday workout and then Wednesday workout just more, um because we'd have you know the race on Friday or Saturday, um usually Saturday so like we'd have enough time to recover, um so it went Monday workout Tuesday recovery Wednesday workout um that Thursday we do like a tempo like a slight tempo or like some type of fart leg to wake our legs up or a progression run then Friday recovery and then um uh, Saturday would be the race. Um, and that Monday would always be some type of interval workout. And then that Wednesday would be like, you know, sometimes between like a ladder or like um, repeats um, or something like something like on the go. So like we like it'd be like run 400 and, you know, like jog 90 seconds, or like run another 400 or jog 90 seconds. So it'd be like um, that workout would usually be like kind of longer. But I'd say the Monday workout would be harder. Um, and my favorite workout like on that Mondays was always 1000s. Whenever coach said, you know, five by 1000, um, like six by 1000, whenever, whatever 1000 was like weird, like I would be so like, I'd love it. Cause you know, you do two laps and then like you do a 200. So it's like, it's very quick. Um, we had like a minute recovery, like two minutes recovery. Um, sometimes we had a little bit longer, just depending on how hard we went on the K's. But, um, I remember like seeing the, seeing the K's as a workout was just awesome. Um, I, I was a fan of mile repeats as well. But, you know, my repeats, they sometimes they got a little too long. Um, and and um, we changed the scenery up too, like we did with the, with the Ks. But um, the, on the Ks specifically, there was a route in our park where it was like legit almost a thousand, a thousand meters. So like going, like just ripping through it was just really, really fun. And I remember like having to start like, you know, 10, 15 seconds behind my teammates, um, you know, because they would be running around, you know, 315 um for for the k's and i would try to run like 255 or 250 um and i I'd catch up to them um so i remember like always starting behind them and like having to catch up to them and like chasing them like around that like square in our park was really really fun so definitely the k's um in high school um in terms of college uh i did of course up my mileage um so we had really really long workouts <laughs> um we also did K's, but K's, I guess they're a little different. Um, they hurt more because you're going much more fast. Uh, I'm still a fan of them, but uh, I would say one thing for sure in college that I didn't do as much as in high school was like long tempos. So in college, we do 10 mile tempos um, and they're really, really fun because you're running with a group, good group of guys. We're doing out and backs uh, on our towpath. So right, at, right next to Princeton University, we have a towpath. Basically extends for like 20, 30 miles. Um, and we do 10 mile tempo. So we go out five and come back five and then we do fast stuff on the track. So I would say that definitely, um, was probably my favorite workout in, in college. Uh, so we'll do like, you know, an example, like we'll do like 10 mile tempo in, um, 56 minutes. So, you know, convert that. That's like whatever, uh, around five, 45, 30 pace, whatever. Um, and then we go back to the track and then we do like, you know, six by three hundreds. Um, and we'd put on our flats, um, just steady cruising. Uh, waking up the legs, you know, trying to hit 46, 45s. And um, yeah, I would say like those days we did, we did end up to like hitting like 15 miles um, for the day. But it was just such a such a vibe, you know, going through the process, finishing the tempo. And I, I really looked forward to tempo Tuesdays, um, you know, with, with my friends and guys. So hopefully we can do that sometime soon. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just for me, for sure. That was my favorite. Yeah, the the long workouts are so fun. It's like I like yeah. I looked at like I do the running, like do the reps, you know, whether it's a tempo, like a fart lick or anything. And then I look down at my watch and I'm already at like eleven miles. It's so cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you're doing it so long and and you're working like for so long that it's like it's not the same as like a regular distance run because regular distance run, you know, you're usually going for time, for effort. But, you know, in these long workouts, you know, there's so many components to it. You know, the warm up, the actual part one workout, cool down, you know, you're getting ready for the part two of the workout, cool down. And then it's just like going through the phases just makes you realize like, man, like this is actually like not bad. And especially like Tuesdays, I remember like, at least like for me, they always lined up to be like my easiest day of the week in college. Um, So like, I really just like Tuesdays, I would just like love it. Cause like the whole day I'd just be looking forward to it. Um, and, and it would, it would show in practice. Like I was truly vibing and just really, really fun. Um, so hopefully again, we can get that real back, you know, real soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to return back to like safely training with like the team again. We had the cross, we had a cross country season, uh, like not the regular one. Like we didn't have the same postseason meets, but we, we had like a relatively like, um, normal cross country season, but now like our winter season starts in like February. Oh, yeah, super grateful for the opportunity to race. How's the whole college racing scene going? Uh, I think the Ivy League recently made an announcement or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say like we're not in any position to resume, um, for athletics just yet. I honestly think like, like they said like for, at least for Princeton they said um all athletes not sorry not all athletes all undergraduate students who are enrolled will come back and they'll be available to be on campus. But with that, you know, we have a social contract, no gatherings, um, no one traveling, you know, outside the university, um, no one allowed to invite guests. Like there's a whole bunch of restrictions. And, um, you know, it also, it says like no traveling specifically. So with that being said, like, I'm guessing like we just won't have athletics. Um, and even if Princeton does invite everyone back, like, you know, like what are the other Ivy Leagues doing? I'm sure Harvard's not in the same page. Um, and we already just canceled our indoor season sports. So I think outdoors is like the least of their worries. Um, looking at from like the Ivy League perspective. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, our coach has kind of just maintained and told us, you know, just train right all the way um, and, and just, you know, hold on tight. That's it. <laughs> all you can do, really. Yeah, like there's just so much uncertainty uncertainty so like the best thing in my opinion at least is just to keep on training because you never know like there's always the chance that there could be a season and like either way just training um like if you like running itself it's just like really fun by itself yeah yeah just definitely keeps you keeps you something like like i'm really thankful like you know during this whole break and stuff like all my other friends kind of have no idea what to do like they're trying to go into the gym trying to get something like daily routine happening but you know with running us athletes like we already have something to look forward to each and every day we wake up so it's like you know i'm really thankful for that experience for that for what running has given me during these like last like six seven months of quarantine it's just like awesome man yeah yeah so um like another racing question i'm curious when Mm -hmm. you're racing like are you thinking about something specific because i remember like reading somewhere that during the footlocker regionals race you were like repeating the word nationals in your head or something, something like that. Yeah. Like, do you like re- repeat these phrases when you race or like, do you just like try to focus on like one step uh, and then the other step or like, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. So I would say like in my races, like, damn, it's actually been a really long time since I race. <laughs> so like, I, I can't even like tell you, like, is this something I actually like commonly do? Um, but from my races that I was racing, um, like, you know, 
couple like a while ago um i remember like every time like i would start you know everyone's at the line their first like i would say in a cross country race at least like the first like four to five minutes you're kind of just running like you have so much adrenaline in you you kind of forget what's happening and you're just like running um that's the time where like you kind of shouldn't be thinking about anything like you shouldn't be really worried about like pace and stuff um you should just be worried about where you are in the race and just running like trying to get out, get good positioning and just like, you know, holding that. So the first five minutes was like, you know, just kind of just shut my brain off. I'm um, just running, getting positioning um, and just focusing on like what's ahead. Um, and I remember like in, in high school, like from moments five to ten is like, you know, when it starts getting hard. <laughs> and like this is like when you maintain focus and stuff. Um, for me, I really didn't like. I wasn't really um, like like minding myself of any like I was continuously like still following that energy, um, you know, from that adrenaline for like the first five minutes or so. And, you know, from like that, that like, you know, around the second mile is when you kind of just like have to really like, just, you know, bustle down and just like know your position and just hold it. Um, and I would say like the last moment, like the last stretches of every race, that's when like, of course, your mind plays the most tricks on you. Um, you're kind of struggling and um, that's when I would like try to like you know use any like device that I could to try to help propel me to the win so like I remember like I, like one thing that I always used to say was like just keep swimming in my head um, like my friend told me to actually do this and like I remember doing it like junior year and senior year and stuff um, but like you know it's different because like those are like for like the different races but like for championship races and stuff especially like when there's more at stake it's like you just have to like go um and um i remember like saying just keep swimming and like and like at nationals yeah i kind of was repeating nationals just because like you know higher stakes means like there's higher um you know uh, there's a higher prize at the end um there's just definitely more um uh, it's just a different atmosphere so i remember like using that energy and just like kind <laughs> of repeating like the, those words like just keep swimming or like nationals or whatever um like throughout the finish line um helped me just carry and like sustain me through that pain um, and that's kind of like what I used to do it for races, at least like the first, the first half kind of just shut my brain off, just run and the last half, just like use anything that could get me home, um, where everyone else is struggling. Like, at least I have something <laughs> going up on my head, like repeatedly. Um, so that's what I, that's what I used to do um, for races. Yeah. I remember doing Radix, like one of the talks, one of the professional athletes said that they repeated the words just this moment. So I started to do that during workouts and it's actually been pretty helpful but during like races yeah like you said the energy kind of just brings me through and just focusing on like the running itself uh but then like if i need to yeah the like the phrases definitely come into play then yeah yeah and like even workouts like you know you if you do something specifically like in workouts you should mimic that you know on race day um so in workouts you know even when it came tough like you know tough stretches like you know the last like 200 meters of a 1k workout or you know trying to hit eight by 200 meters all at like 26 seconds, 25 seconds, you know, 20, 28 seconds, whatever it is. Um, you know, just that last like couple of reps, you know, fighting through that and like realizing what you may have done to fight through that, like what you did mentally should be the same exact feeling that you have, you know, come with come days, you know, when it, when it's time to spike up and stuff. So, you know, that's what I always said you know, in workouts and, and just like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just memory, it's just translating what you do in workouts right into, into race day and then of course being successful on race day um it just makes it just makes that much sense you know
Yeah, true, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, again, just to change like the topic, um, to college, and you're at Princeton right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how did the recruiting process and the decision to run and study at Princeton play out for you? So okay, so um, my recruiting process was probably very different um from like a lot of the guys on my team i'd say um and just a lot of like runners i would say in general because like i felt like my running like my recruiting process was not um like it wasn't traditional like i didn't know what i was getting myself into meaning like i didn't know that i still wanted to run in college nor did i have like a plan like a concrete plan of like how to do it so like you know a lot of guys a lot of like athletes um you know they know they have a rough understanding of where they want to be you know, senior year, like what schools they want to look at, um, what schools they've been talking to junior year. And they kind of already commit, you know, well in advance before a lot of other people. So for me, I would say I definitely was on the later end of things, but I guess it all worked out for the better. Um, you know, uh, entering, ent- like at the at the very end of junior year, um, you know, I, I placed ninth and I was like a second off from meddling at, um, you know, 3,200 meters at junior year um, cross country championships. And I remember, um, you know, right after the race, you know, on the bus ride and stuff, my teammates um, who are older than me, one guy actually went to Rutgers, New Brunswick, and the other one went to um, Boston University, both on running scholarships. And um, they told me, they're like, yeah, you know, like, we're seniors, we're pretty much done, but, you know, you still have an opportunity. You should definitely, like, get on, get on schools, you know, start seeing some programs that you want to be a part of, talk to a couple coaches, and just, like, start getting involved. The more you reach out, chances are the more they're looking at you. And the better it's going to be for you at the end of the day. So that junior year, of course, like while I was training and stuff, I started moving the ball, um, realizing like, man, I could actually run in college. So I started talking to some coaches, not Ivy League schools. I actually went really local. Um, so I talked to like Rutgers coach. Um, I talked to um, the NGIT coach. And I like I just talked to very local schools, just kind of like I wouldn't necessarily say shortlisting myself, but just kind of just putting myself out there. Um, and, um, you know, just that early conversations with those coaches made me realize, you know, what's this recruiting process about that, you know, you're talking to the coach, you come on the visit, you know, you schedule everything up, they look at your SATs, your transcripts, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, you basically decide whether or not you want to go to the school. So, you know, that cross country season, you know, unlike, you know, like everyone else who are like, you know, everyone was like committing soon as cross country season uh, started. You know, I was seeing like on my Instagram, like, oh, I committed to Michigan. I committed to Villanova and everything. I was like, man, that's super early. Um, and it was only like, you know, within a couple of weeks, right into cross country season. So I didn't really let that phase me. I just, you know, continued hammering away, you know, every week by week. Um, and uh, it wasn't until a conversation with my coach where I realized that, you know, he was telling me, you know, you could potentially go to an Ivy League school for a track. Um, and, um, I remember talking with him and be like, no, 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 there's no way I could do that. You know, like, you know, I did have good grades, but I didn't really see myself running like, you know, for an Ivy league school. Um, and he was like, no, you got it, man. Like McNair is great school. The school profile is like really, really good. Um, I think we were ranked like number one in like 2018 or whatever. Um, and, um, he was like, there should be no reason why, you know, those Ivy league coaches wouldn't be looking at you. Um, so then again, like I kind of just thought to myself at that moment, Nothing really spectacular, I would say, about my running career. So, like, you know, I ran 423, I think. I'm um, in, like, 923. Um, you know, by the end of my junior year, uh, I had a chance to run at the DMR Indoor Championships and, and at Penn Relays. 
Um, you know, I won a couple of sectionals of titles, but you know, nothing like in, nothing incredible um, thus far. Um, but you know, I just continue to like continue um, to just work, work, work. Um, you know, every week, just you know, just training harder and harder. Um, and um, I, I started like you know, I just decided, yeah, like coach, you know, I, I'm gonna do it. You know, like you told me I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So um, I remember the first coach I actually reached out to was um, the UPenn coach. So Coach Dolan, um, he has two children that both ran for Hopewell Valley, Sean Dolan and Tim Dolan. And um, I knew that the UPenn, of course, is a great school. Um, and, uh, you know, both of his children were going to Hopewell Valley. And I would see them at races and stuff like that. I remember seeing them at Media Champs and stuff. Um, and I, I remember talking with you, uh, the, the coach um, of UPenn, and um, he was super excited. You know, he said that I'd be able to do it. Um, he took a look at my GPA, my transcript, my SAT scores. Everything was perfect. And um, I was actually like really close to committing to UPenn. And um, I remember, um, you know, just uh, having my chance to, to meet some of the guys on the team, talk to some of the guys on the team um, was really cool. Uh, I took a visit and everything. Um, you know, I really liked it at the end of the day. And then it came time to be make a decision. So I kind of let it be on the side. Um, and I wanted to see like what other opportunities that I would have, uh, you know, at play. Um, and um, this was actually the week right after my counties. So uh, at our county championship, um, an alum an alum had actually come to watch watch me. He's good friends with our coach. Um, he went to Princeton class of 1960 um 1960 something I don't even know um but he lives in Jersey City and he he knew me like he was talking to me here and there and I remember talking to him a couple times throughout um senior year uh, cross country season and right at cross country championships right at the end of our county championships he was like yeah what colleges have you looked to and I remember I telling him like yeah you know UPenn's pretty much lined up I, I can't wait to join um and I'm really looking forward to it and then he immediately just he managed to do something over there that just convinced me otherwise it's like, no, nah, like UPenn's great and all, but I think Princeton um, has a better opportunity for you. I'm like, whoa, Princeton, like, come on now. Like, I'm kind of like, like, I was so ready to say yes to UPenn and just like, I really wanted to go there. So I wasn't like particularly fond about like having to start like the whole recruiting process over again. So he told me like, yeah, you know, Princeton, they just won um, the heptagonal championships, which is like the Ivy League conference championships um, at Van Cortlandt Park. And he was influencing me, like, yeah, Princeton's, it's in New Jersey. It's not far from home. Um, great running team. They were ranked better academically, too. Um, and, you know, for me, it really wasn't about, like, you know, like, at the end of the day, they're both Ivies. For me, it was about, you know, what their athletic programs were about. And I remember looking at Princeton's, and Princeton's was just so much better, like, historically as a program versus UPenn. They've sent guys to, you know, nationals. They've won multiple conference championships. And um, it was kind of a no-brainer in terms of, like, athletics that Princeton really is number one um, in terms of athletics in the Ivy League. Um, so that's where I kind of just um, started getting persuaded. Um, I came back and talked to my parents. I remember hopping on the, a phone um, with the head coach of Princeton, and we were just talking for such a long time. And, um, you know, I was really, really, like, looking forward to this. Like, it kind of just changed in a matter of a couple of days, like, my whole um, recruiting process. And then I remember actually going for a visit um, to Princeton. This was the week after Meet of Champs. So I had raced at regionals. And then I took a visit to, um, to, uh, to Princeton that weekend. 
And um, I remember meeting the guys on the team, meeting like the guys that I always used to see on mile split. I'm like, whoa, like, holy shit. Um, like you, you're actually here and stuff. Like it was really, really fun. Um, we did like a like an eight mile run and stuff like that. Um, really chill, really good group of guys. And um, I remember uh, just at the end of the day, like, you know, the coach talked to me. We were sitting right next to like another professor. And um, he was just kind of telling me about like academics here at Princeton and everything like that. And I remember going back home and him giving me a phone call and he asked me, you know, right then on the spot, point blank range, like, oh, are you committed? Do you want to be a tiger? And I was like, yes, I want to be a tiger. And at that moment, I was just super excited, super happy. Um, I went to sleep that night knowing that, yeah, I'd wake up in a, you know, Princeton Tiger, you know, jersey, like everything. Like it was just like it was just really, really crazy. Um, And uh, I remember moving forward. um, I didn't. Like with the way like Ivy League works is like they don't really give you like a running scholarship, but they give you like, you know, a, a letter of agreement that basically confirms you're going to be getting to the school past your admissions and stuff. So um, that had to come in February um, because, again, I did commit later. Um, I didn't do early action or like early decision or anything like that. I just did regular decision. So I got in, you know, in the March cycle. But I knew like like right at the end of um, my regional championship race um, that after the visit, I was pretty much going to Princeton and it would just be a matter of time. So I was just really, really excited, really happy. And uh, unfortunately I did have to tell the coach from UPenn no. Um, and then some of the other previous coaches that I'd been talking to, but it was all in good faith. You know, like there's only one of you, like while you, it'd be, uh, it'd be awesome to attend every single college um, that you had the opportunity to go to, like all these recruiting visits and stuff, you can ultimately only go to one. So, you know, at the end of the day, Princeton really, I just saw was the best um, opportunity for me. It was the best choice, the best, best decision overall. And, um, you know, I was just really thankful for like the, the support that I had behind that decision. And, you know, no one was telling me like, oh, yeah, you should have went to UPenn. Oh, no, you should have went to this school or that school. Like, you know, everyone was really happy with my decision. Um, and it's the support that matters, you know. That's just kind of what, what makes or breaks, uh, you know, the whole recruiting process having your family by your side, having your friends telling you and giving you support all the way and having a coach, you know, telling you that, you know, no matter what you choose, you know, it's the right decision. It's the best decision for you. Um, so like all that together really, really made it a really f- like easy and flexible recruiting process. Um, and I was just really thankful for everything. Wow. That, that's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah really, like cool. Inspiring too. Because like a lot of times on Miles Split, there are those articles about people running sub 410 and sub 9 in their early years of high school like ej holland and devin hart who were two earlier allegro podcast guests and these articles go on to talk about uh like their recruiting process and how these athletes got to the college that they currently are so it's really cool to hear like your progression as well and how that related to your college commitment because, like, honestly, everyone has their own, like, running journey. Yeah, for sure. Like, for me, like, I was, that was the biggest thing. Like, you know, I wasn't, I was not a star, like, a five-star recruit. I didn't know how to market myself, you know? Like, like I'm pretty sure, you know, those, those names that you just mentioned earlier, like, you know, they had a very, like, very solid idea of where they wanted to go. And I didn't have any of that. So, for me, like, I, I, I took a chance. And, you know, like, I, I think it really paid off. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, like, don't don't set yourself um, short, like, you know, no matter what, what the situation is, you know, always aim high, aim higher for than what you think you can be capable of. 
And I think that's what I did. And, and you know, it ended up working out. And, you know, I continued telling a lot of kids in high school that, you know, like they are intimidated. Like I was intimidated too. Like I was just kind of setting myself up short. But, you know, they got to reach for the stars. You know, you can only, you can only do, you can only get into like these top schools, these top opportunities if you really just put yourself out there. Um, and, you know, going back to McNair, I went back actually like last year um, and, you know, just had a chance to talk to some of the kids on the track team. And I wanted them to, you know, have that mentality, just like, you know, you saw me do it, you know, you could do it too. You know, there's nothing different about me and you. It's just your worth ethic. It's just your mentality. Um, and anything can happen at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, on the same topic of Princeton, how do you uh, go about balancing the, like, the academics at Princeton and the running uh, as, like, a, a varsity athlete? Yeah, so... One of the decisions that I, well, of course, with the recruiting process um, was like, you know, getting a chance to talk to the guys, seeing how they managed both, because, you know, Princeton, it's no joke. Like, you know, there's the academics are pretty hard, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about work balance, you know, like life, social, you know, everything that needs to be in, in balance and like needs to be, needs to be well, like well managed um, or else you're just going to be like having a college experience where you're not really happy and like you won't really remember what you did. Um, so like talking to the guys, at least like they did a really good job of just knowing when to, when to do what. Um, so like when championship season came, I actually visited them when they just went HEPs. So like all of them were super excited. They're super happy. And they were telling me like, yeah, um, you know, we, we just finished off a really hard cycle uh, of training. Um, and we're looking forward to our NCAA championships and stuff. And they were not stressed at all about college, um, like in terms of work and stuff. And um, I kind of was like shocked. I was like, wow, I thought these guys would be like doused in work every single day. Um, and they did actually a really good job of just maintaining that, you know, running mentality, um, that, you know, athlete, athlete mentality. And they, they knew when to get stuff done. Um, and they were smart guys. So it's not like they were doing anything like wasting their time over there or anything like that. Um, and uh, that like talking to them really gave me a sense of like, yeah, like, you know, to be about this college experience, you, of course, have to be committed. Um, but you also have to be like, realize where your priorities are. And for them, running was their priority, just like mine. Like, I wanted running to be my priority. So they did a good job of really making sure that, you know, their training and nothing like that got into the way of their uh, their academics. And, um, you know, coming, like having a chance to see that myself, um, you know, freshman year was hard. Like getting a chance to, you know, adjust everything and, and managing like those priorities. It was a really hard experience, like for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, moving forward, like, you know, my sophomore year and now junior year, I know, like, you know, where where things need to be given priority. Um, where, you know, when we have a really hard race, a really hard workout, kind of like how to line up your schedule. Um, and it's just the little things that matter, you know, always starting early, always reaching out, always talking to other students um, and, and just kind of building that that, you know, that bridge, that foundation for success is just really, really helpful. And Princeton does a great job with all the academic support that it, they give to athletes. Um, like, for example, like we have our, our tutoring center. Um, great, great opportunity for any kids that want to, like, you know, catch up on, uh, on work. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys on the team that have taken previous classes and they'll help each other out, give them tips, give them advice. Um, you know, the, the network in Princeton, like especially with the athletes, you know, they're very, very nice. They're very friendly. Um, they're always, again, willing to help each and everyone out. Um, so it's just a great opportunity to be involved um, with, with that, with that program. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, I haven't, like, of course, I've struggled with it from time to time. You, you will kind of feel like, 
like, man, this place actually does have a lot of work. Um, how can I be an athlete over here? But, you know, we're just with the right mentality, with the right, with the right structure um, and just right schedule. Everything can be possible. Um, and I think Princeton is a great place where you, you realize that both can be manageable and you could have success in both if you just do it right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just from like yeah. high school perspective as like a junior in high school right now. But um, like just like I've experienced that like time management has been really important like, and ma- making sure to like maximize uh, each like the athletics and the academics in like the time that I'm doing them. So like in school, making sure to like fully focus on school um, and like all that stuff in the time I'm doing my schoolwork at home. Yeah. And then when I'm doing my runs, fully focus on the running um and dedicate like that full time to running yeah yeah that's exactly like what we do here too at princeton like our practices are of course after classes um so you know you work hard do what you have to do you know in school make sure everything is good but you know as soon as we come down to lock room at 4 30 like we're all locked in and you know we know what we're gonna do we know what we're gonna contribute and get better each and every day um and then of course right after go back to doing homework um so that's kind of like how we how we operate um at princeton and that's how you uh, that's how you should operate you know anytime like in high school i remember i was doing that um and i'll continue to do that you know with whatever whatever remaining time i had um here at princeton yeah for sure uh how uh like the whole remote learning and uh, all this stuff been going for you uh like i know uh i i saw your uh youtube video which we'll touch on a bit uh later Oh, yeah. of your first day in cl- in class at Princeton like how has that whole experience yeah. been going for you yeah 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 so like I mean that like this ju- this junior semester um this fr- fall semester actually like this is like the first semester like it was fully remote um there was elements of remote learning in the spring so I remember in the spring it wasn't as bad because like you know although we still had six weeks of classes um, the remote learning that we had in spring was just a matter of finishing up everything. Like, you know, we had to do our final exams. We had to do like some of our coursework and stuff on, on, um, Zoom university, um, in the spring. So like, it wasn't that bad. I would say like, we were just trying to do it because we realized the situation, you know, a whole crisis and everything came. Um, and we were just like, okay, let's just wrap up the semester and let's hope for better times in the future. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, after seeing the spikes and, you know, everything that's been going on with COVID having the like like hearing that news that the whole like junior year semester would be online was actually really devastating because like our our president just a while back like before the semester was starting in August he had released a plan that would be 50% of students on campus so it would be the juniors and the freshmen that would be allowed to be on campus and um uh the sophomores and seniors like coming back in the in, in, in the spring so we'd be like off campus. So they wanted to have 50% of student population out at every time. So like, I was really excited to see my friends. And even though it was online remote learning, like it still wouldn't be bad. Like I would still be able to chant, like I'd still be able to like hang out with my friends, um, you know, go to class uh, if there was any classes online and um, if there was any classes in person and, you know, still kind of have a college experience. But of course that didn't happen. Everything became online. And um, while I was very optimistic, you know, about the first several weeks and stuff, like now, at this very point, it's just, like, it's so, like, cringe, man. Like, it, it was really, really hard, like, especially some weeks where you just feel like you're sitting in front of the computer and just not registering, not learning anything. You know, everything's associated with the Zoom meeting. Everything is virtual. Like, it's just, like, the quality of learning for me especially, like, has diminished, like, incredibly. 
Um, I'm more of a guy that likes to, of course, be in that, you know, environment, like talk with people, um, like see things happen in person. Um, and I think that, you know, this definitely has taken a hit um, on a lot of people's learning experience. But, you know, it's the best situation that we can do. Like it's better than not taking classes at all. Um, and, uh, you know, I've tried to still like be positive throughout the moment. Um, so like, like you pointed out, like I made a YouTube video, you know, I have my YouTube channel. Um, I'm still seeing friends, you know, here and there, we're all kind of in the same boat together where we're making the most, you know, use out of it. Um, I'm still teaming up. Um, a couple of friends live nearby. We're still getting in our runs together. So we're trying to be college students, you know, around that whole virtual learning experience. So like while the learning isn't going like exactly as everyone planned, my college experience, at least like for this semester, hasn't been the worst. And um, that's kind of what I have to say, just in terms of like this semester in particular and remote learning, you know, as, as all of us are experiencing at home. Yeah. So earlier we talked about your YouTube channel and the videos you've created. What actually made you start this channel? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, my channel actually just popped out of like kind of random like one day my friends came over um and you know i had i had a camera um lying around i actually bought it a while ago i'm um, thinking that i do like some cool projects i'm not really like starting a youtube channel or anything like that but just like some cool projects um because like it's always cool to have a camera um and uh i remember like my friends being like yo you should start a youtube channel and i was like you know what like honestly like right now isn't the bad isn't the baddest time to like start it um and uh like right away like i called my friends over like july 4th was like our first experience and it was just really fun vlogging um and like it was like it was it was of course something like a passion project i'd say like i wanted to always be like the, like having the youtube and stuff and like seeing what it's about um and uh having the chance to do that was just really really fun um and then i dropped a couple of videos uh you know just with doing some like fun traveling fun experiences with my friends and um i also did have the first day as a, as a junior at princeton university on my youtube channel um so like learning like and doing like those creative things just kind of like kept me busy i would say throughout the pandemic um had gave me another thing to look forward to and i think now in terms of like the direction of the channel i'm not exactly sure but i still want to like remain like the college student um uh like you know lifestyle i don't know how much of like athlete athletic stuff i'll get into it um just considering like you know, with the whole way things are going um, with the, you know, Princeton athletics and stuff. I don't even know when we'll be back. Um, so I don't want to, you know, kind of lean toward that direction. Maybe when we do come back on campus, you know, incorporate more elements of that. But like right now, I just kind of want to just show like, you know, my lifestyle, um, you know, hanging out with friends um, and just doing stuff like that. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot to come to the channel, of course. Um, but I think where I have it right now is like, you know, at least a good foundation. Um, nothing, nothing like incredible yet, but it's good. It's definitely giving me a lot, enough to work with um, for the next coming days or so. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to shout it out. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Word. Yeah. I mean, I only have like, what, like 140 subscribers or whatever. My goal is actually like to hit a thousand um, by the end of 2020. So probably won't hit that. Um, You know, we'll see. <laughs> but I think that, you know, there's definitely room, room to come for improvement. And it, it's fun at the end of the day. Like every every minute, every hour that I put into it, really is just gratifying oh yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah creating content is definitely fun yeah <laughs> you should make one too like that would be really really cool we could do a duo <laughs> or something yeah I, I got this podcast for now yeah so 
Yeah, I, we're, we're, I, I had a YouTube channel like back in the day, but not not anymore. Oh, gotcha. Uh, do you watch any of these like running YouTubers, like the college ones, like the athlete special? Yeah, yeah. So that's actually one of the things that I was just gonna say. Like the th- the reason why one of the reasons like I didn't want to incorporate that much like athletic stuff in it was because there's of course already the athlete special um uh, and i like him a lot he's cool um also zach zach levitt um he's cool um like they're kind of already doing their own thing they're like so into it that i feel like if i was like start doing like you know my my athletic experiences like of course it would be popular like you know they're not like i could do it from like an ivy league point of view um but you know i don't know i just kind of have mixed feelings about that but yeah i do i do like those two uh, a lot i also um, i recently kind of watched um uh, he was actually supposed to come to Princeton, but Charles Hicks. Oh, I've watched his videos. Yeah, yeah, he he was at Stanford. He actually came for a visit, um, and now he's doing his own thing at a at a Stanford. Um, and I remember like watching some of his videos. So like, I think it's really really cool. You know, like these runners are like going above and beyond just like showcase what they're about, um, highlighting their experiences and stuff because that's what it's all about. You know, like someone's got to get it on foot on footage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be definitely cool to see like a, a Princeton uh student athlete perspective yeah yeah i don't know maybe a day in the life of a student athlete at princeton university could be a cool yeah yeah definitely yeah we'll definitely definitely plan that in the future yeah i'm excited right so uh just to end things off a little bit do you want to shout out your instagram uh youtube channel strava or anything like that right now yeah for sure um should i type it in chat or oh there's a chat i don't even know that you could just say it if you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So my Instagram is a uh, FAD, so F-A-H-D underscore uh, nasty, N-A-S-T-Y. Um, and this is like my Instagram. Like uh, chances are like whatever I'm doing, like you'll catch me on Instagram first. Um, and uh, like I'm not really that big on Twitter yet, but definitely like the YouTube channel is just my name, uh, FAD, F-A-H-D, and the last name like N-A-S-T-Y. Like on my YouTube, uh, on my Instagram, um, and that's kind of like where I'll have my latest adventures, latest like you know exciting news, um, anything happening up there, um, and you can always just follow me on Strava as well. Um, so that's just my first name F A H D and the last name N A S S E R. Um, right now, not like you know, one hundred percent, but definitely, um, you know, some exciting stuff to come up there real soon. Nice, nice. All right, thank you so much, Fod, for joining me today on yeah. uh, this episode. It was really insightful and, like, really cool to hear about uh, all of your stories and uh, experiences. Uh, but everyone listening, if you're interested in watching Fod's videos, feel free to check out his YouTube channel. Like you said, get him to 1,000 subscribers. Facts, facts. Yeah, I think it's possible. We got to do it. You know, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah yeah anyways thanks so much for joining me today yeah thank you so much so um it was a pleasure uh i'm really looking forward to you know hearing a lot of from your fans from your followers um you know my door is always open if you guys have any questions want to know more about princeton want to know more about you know student athlete life what it's like to train in college i'm always available happy to help happy to talk with anyone um and i like doing these things at the end of the day so um definitely um you know reach out thanks again fod have a good one All right, man. Take care. See ya.